You are listening to episode 364 of The Daily Grind. So as you know, I decided to rebuild my website using Wix. After years of frustration with just putting up with what I had, I decided to start with a blank slate and design my website the way I wanted it. And that's why I chose Wix. I was able to choose from over 500 amazing templates to get the exact feel and look that I was wanting. I was able to customize my site easily and add and move things where I wanted to ultimately optimize the experience for the visitor. The site has actually been completed for some time now. I'm just doing some final touch-ups and adding the 350 plus episodes, which as you can imagine, takes some time. But what would have costed me thousands of dollars and months of time, I have completed super inexpensively in only a few short weeks. Furthermore, Wix is actually designed for any device, desktop and mobile, which as you can imagine, being in 2019 is super important and valuable. Along with it, the amazing SEO capabilities that Wix presents saves me a whole bunch of time and money. And SEO, as you know, when it comes to blogging, podcasts, video, is super important for growth and viewership. Ultimately, what I've learned is that building a website doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to cost thousands of dollars and it doesn't have to waste a whole bunch of your time. It can actually be really cheap, inexpensive, and enjoyable using Wix. To get started with Wix yourself today for 15% off and build the site optimized for you and your business and your customers, go to wix.com forward slash podcast. Again, that is wix.com forward slash podcast. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome back to The Daily Grind. On today's episode, episode 364, we sit down with Stacy Brown Randall. Stacy is the author of Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, host of the Roadmap to Grow Your Business podcast and national speaker. Stacy has taught her no asking referral generation system strategy to hundreds of clients and audiences. She has been featured in national publications like Entrepreneur Magazine, Investor Business Daily, CEO World, and Cheddar TV Network. She is married with three kids, and today she shares her amazing entrepreneurial journey along with some real nuggets on how you can start generating business referrals without asking yourself. So everyone, be sure you have a pen, piece of paper, sit back, and dive deep in today's interview with Stacy Brown Randall. Enjoy. Well, Stacy Brown Randall, welcome to the Daily Grind. How are you today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, we're all uh, super excited that you're here. And Stacy, if you wouldn't mind for some audience members being first introduced to you, just sharing a little bit more of who you are and what it is that you do. Yes. Well, I'll start with the most important personal stuff first, and then we'll dive <laughs> into the good business stuff too. All right. So I am the wife to one, mother to three which means life can be quite chaotic uh, in, the, in the world that, that I am in. But I spend most of my days doing something I'm extremely passionate about, which I know that makes me very lucky because not everybody gets to do that. And there's certainly been times in my past where I haven't been able to do that. But every day I get to get up and I get to help business owners who want to grow their business, but want to grow it. And what I would say is a very traditional way with a very untraditional slant to it and a way that we look at it. And that is how to generate referrals without asking. And I love it because I'll have conversations with people and they're like, wait, what? 
you can you can get a referral and you don't have to ask for it. And I'm like, yes, but I'm going to show you how. And it's going to be way simpler than you can ever imagine. And so I'm just really lucky I get to get up every day and I get to help people grow their businesses and generate referrals without asking and help business owners you know, really what I really look at it as is not suffer the same fate as I did because I actually have a business failure in my background. I had to mm. learn the very hard way. I had to go through a business failure and had to get a job after that before I launched my second business, which is, of course, my current business. And I definitely learned how to do it better. That is for sure. I did take some lessons from that business failure, but I really love helping other business owners not suffer that same fate. I tell them, learn from my mistakes. You don't have to experience some of them yourself. <laughs> I love that. What was the uh, what was the first business that didn't work? If you don't mind sharing that. Oh, of course. I love sharing everything about it. Awesome. Because I think it, it helps people understand a if they've I been a it. business failure. Hey, yeah. maybe hers was worse than mine, right? And <laughs> then also, I think it truly, I, people are like, "Wow, you know, you." I had somebody one time tell me like, "It wasn't a failure. It was a learning opportunity." I'm like, "Can we just call it what it is? <laughs> like, why do we have to act like and like put some like pretty label on it to make ourselves feel better?" Like, it's the same thing at the, the end. I love it. Yes, it is. And like, yeah. I always tell folks like, "I learned so much, and I'm smart enough and confident enough to know that my business failure does not define me." Yes. But I need to call it that because sometimes I need the swift kick in the high knee on the days where I'm not very motivated to be like, "Do you want to go back there?" Oh no, you don't. Okay, let's do something different, right? Mm. Let's get motivated. Let's get going. So yeah. I, I like saying I'm a member of the Business Failure Club. I don't want to be a two-time member <laughs> of the Business Failure Club, but I'm okay saying I'm a member. So my first business was actually an HR consulting firm. Okay. And what's really interesting about that business and my specialty in that area, so HR consulting can mean a lot of things, but my area of specialty was generational diversity, so understanding the differences in the generations and then employee engagement. Okay. And I had big name clients as my client. So if you would have looked at my business from the outside, just looking in, and you would have seen KPMG, one of the largest four accounting of firms, course, and yeah. PDO, another accounting firm, right? Snyder's Lance, well, this is back before their merger with Snyder, so it was just Lance. Then it was Coca-Cola Bottling Consolidated, you know, the city of Charlotte. Like if you would have looked at the businesses that I did work with, you would have been like, whoa, like she must be doing really, really well. Big time, yeah. Yeah, but on the inside, if you actually got behind the curtain and saw that the wizard was not a wizard at all, <laughs> right? If you got behind the curtain, you would have realized that, yes, whereas I did land some very big clients, and I do think sometimes luck, probably you know, more so for me, it was God was on my side when he didn't have to be, and it certainly wasn't going to go my ways. I worked entirely too hard for every client I did land, and my business never got off that roller coaster. Gotcha. And that roller coaster is where you start out as a solopreneur, you start, you get a couple clients, you're super excited. You start doing the work and you're like, whoa, the doing the work is way more fun than bringing in new work. So I'm just going to focus on this work, do an amazing job for my clients. And when the work is done, then you look up and you're like, oh, crap, I, I need to go get more work. Yeah. And then you go back on the hustle and you're like, okay, okay, let me go get more work. And then you're like, I got work. Let me put my head down. And if you don't get off that roller coaster, it's your business just can't survive. And unfortunately, mine would make it four, almost five years before I just had to like wave the white flag of surrender and been like, okay, this was a great learning lesson, very painful financially, all the things you can imagine. But the blow to my ego was the hardest to actually overcome. And the fact I had to go get a job. So like explaining that to people, right? And, and you know, you know exactly what people are going to say when someone owns a business and they go and take a job, they're going to tell you they got this amazing opportunity they couldn't turn down. Yes. That's usually not the case. Yeah. That's how they're spinning it to make themselves feel better. <laughs> 
So that's what it was for me. So I did. I, I that job with that company almost made it for um, four years, almost five, before it would fail, and I would realize that I was working too hard to bring in clients, and I wasn't making enough money to make it really truly sustainable. And then from there, of course, you know, I had to go get a job. It was at that company. I really reflected back and like, okay, what happened? Because I've got to get out of here again. I am meant to be an entrepreneur. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I want to work whatever hours I want to work. That's, yeah. that's what we tell ourselves, right? I want that freedom. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of work being an entrepreneur too. You work 80 hours for somebody for yourself when you won't work 40 for somebody else, right? I think one of the Shark Tank people said that. But I think it's just one of those things where I did start my second business, but I had such a good foundation from which to start from because I was willing to put into practice the lessons from all those, the, the what I would like to call those hard lessons I learned in my business failure. I put the, the learnings of those right into practice with my second business. And it's so funny how when you go through those failures, how you feel the social pressure like so deep in you, like you don't want to tell people that you're failing. It's interesting how you'll like conjure up and I've gone through this as well. You like conjure up new stories to try to make, you know, others. It's almost like you're trying to make others feel more comfortable with what you're doing. <laughs> right. Well, because we know they're judging us. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So fast forward. You had to fail. You failed in the business. Um, you took a job. You did what a lot of people are trying to do. They're trying to find that one thing that they're super passionate about. How did you come across this second business idea? So it's interesting how I came across um, being able to actually generate referrals without asking was from just guinea pigging in my own business, but sheer necessity of I could not go through another business failure. The second business I actually started though, I got while I was working at the W2 job, I got certified as a productivity and business coach. And so while I was there, I kind of knew this is my this is my exit strategy, right? This is my plan B. This could be my second business. Um, and so I actually started my second business as a productivity and business coach. Okay. And just was like, I was looking for ways to not fail. And so it was a matter of one of the big lessons I learned with my business failure is you have to touch business development every day. But let's be honest. Here's the here's the sinker here, right? Right. Here's the kicker: is you got to figure out what you're willing to do every day. Because when I say touch business so development true. every day, right? You can cold call all day long, but if you hate it, you won't do it for long. You just won't. And so for me, and I knew this about myself, is that I needed to find something that would, okay, first of all, let's be honest, I needed to have results or what's the point, but I also needed to enjoy it. So when I looked back at how each of my clients, I, the, when I was with the HR consulting firm, when I was running that firm, like where did each of my clients come from? And they almost all came from networking, yeah. which at the time with, you know, I, that business, I think I had like a four month old in tow and then eventually I'd have our wow. second. And, you know, so it was kind of a little crazy. So I was networking a ton and I was looking for those opportunities and not one client came through a referral. Actually, you'll find this funny. Most people do. The only referral that first business ever received was two years later after I'd already shut it down. Really? Like, yeah. So painful. So when I started looking back, well, how did I get all my clients? Well, I was networking a lot. Yep. Right. And I was having the 7 million cups of coffee and lunches. <laughs> right. It's like now today I'm like, people are like, can we grab lunch? I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't eat with people. Like, I don't mean to be selfish. Like yeah. I can grab coffee with you, but I did so many of those lunches and coffees in the after hours and, and that's really hard. And I don't care what your lifestyle is, but for me being a mom, you know, with two small children, it's just really hard. 
And so I was like, okay, I can't do that again now, right? I've got my children are a little bit older. And then a little bit later on of this business, we would add a third to the mix, right? And so for me, I was like, okay, this isn't, that's not going to work. Like, what is it going to be? So I started looking at what most people would consider just, okay, any activity you can do that's business development. So I was like paying attention to marketing. A lot of that stuff costs money. Paying attention to prospecting. Most of that advice is like cold calling and networking ton. Done that, been there. Right. And so I was like, and then I came across obviously what I knew was referrals, but I never paid any attention to it because I am like the 99.9% of everybody else because we've been fed for 30, 40, 50 years. The only way to get a referral is to ask or it just happens sporadically. None of us pay attention to it as an actual lead generator where there's a process that we can control that we can get results from. And so I was like, okay, I want referrals, but I've always been told I have to ask or they just happen sporadically. And I'm like, I don't like either of those answers. And asking for a (laughs) referral to me, is like a cousin to a cold call. And I don't want to do that. So I don't want to ask people for referrals. So what I did is I thought, okay, I got to grow this business. I started really just using my business, my productivity and coaching practice as a guinea pig of figuring out and looking at the human dynamic and the psychology behind why referrals were happening. And I'll be honest, I just had some dumb luck moments where I was like, oh, wait, that happened because I did that. Wait a minute. Mm. And I would just reverse engineer things as I was growing my business. And my first year as that productivity and business coach, I brought in 112 referrals. Wow. Well, I couldn't even coach that many people, right? And I'm not saying everybody was a perfect fit either. And I was bringing referrals for coaching clients and speaking engagements, which were my two main ways that I made revenue. And so when that happened, and I did it the next year and the next year, and I've continued to hit the, you know, the, the hundred or more referrals every year, you know, you do that for a while and you've got, then you've got your clients who I happen to be coaching small business owners. That's my bread and butter, small business owners, solopreneurs, because I was coaching them and I was raising my rates on them and I was reducing the number of hours I was available and I was making more money. They were like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I just have this process. I had kind of figured out of how to generate referrals, but I'm not asking for them. And they're like, teach me that. And so as I started teaching it to my clients, like in a one-on-one, what I realized is after I did it over time, it's a process. I'm teaching everyone the same process. I'm teaching everyone the same couple of steps. And it's most of it is 100% common sense. Most of it is super, super simple. But where God really gave me my superpower of language and messaging and communication really comes out in my process because the language piece of what I call planting referral seeds, like that is what makes everything I teach that's so common sense work to where we actually receive referrals back. And again, it's just reversing, right? Reverse engineering how it works, but really looking at the human dynamic and the psychology about why a referral happens in the first place. They don't happen because you ask, but there are things you can do to trigger referrals to happen and never have to ask. You just need to know what to do. So as I taught myself, then I taught others, then eventually, you know, like what, like most people, most people, you know, as a coach, you trade dollars for hours. You're never going to build true wealth and you're never going to be help able to help as many people as you want. I went looking for scalability. And for me, that became an online program and then some higher level VIP one-on-one stuff that I do as well. I think that's amazing because I think that referrals for people, I mean, that is like for any business owner out there, they know the value of a referral. You don't have to pay for marketing dollars. You don't have to go through that whole process of building a campaign. Um, It's done through, like you said, through referrals. So for people listening to this who are like, what's our process? And I don't want you to give the whole thing, but like, what are some nuggets you can give business owners or people out there um, to educate them slightly on what it is that you're talking about here? 
Oh, gosh, absolutely. So the first thing is, there's a couple of key parts. And and some of these, I want people to like, finish listening to this episode, and then go do it. Because nice. it'll okay, make perfect. your life 10 times easier, right? So the first thing is, is I, I want you to first, I, you just got to understand my philosophy. And I think that's important to then understand what I want you to then be able to go do from an actionable item. So the philosophy of actually the reverse engineering and human dynamic and psychology of how referrals work is they come from relationships. I'm not putting my reputation on the line with someone that I may know and have to see all the time. I'm not putting my reputation on the line to refer them to somebody unless I have a relationship with you and Mm. unless I trust you. Now, I don't refer to help you grow your business. I refer because someone I know has a problem and I know I can trust you to help them solve it. So referrals aren't yes. about you receiving a new client. They're about me, the referral source, right? Figuring out how, my, how can I help my friend, my colleague, my peer, my neighbor, whatever, right? So it's the philosophy of referrals come from relationships and you are not the center of a referral, right? The referral sources, they're the hero helping mm-hmm. someone they know. You just happen to be the solution provider. So those are two big mindset shifts I tell people you got to make to be able to have my process work. The three big things I would tell people if you want to be able to generate referrals without asking, number one is you need to know who your referral sources are. Now, in my book, Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, I have a whole chapter, it's chapter eight, on exactly of how to do this. But let me Amazing. give it to you high level. Okay, great. Because if you need the details, you can go get the book, right? Yeah, yeah. And course. if you love the book, you know, everybody can certainly leave an Amazon review or wherever you buy the book, leave a review. That'd be great too. Everyone but, can. <laughs> yes, everyone can. So the idea here is, is that when we're identifying who our referral sources are, it's the people who've referred you. The easiest way to do that is print out a list of all your clients. And if you have a CRM, awesome. You should be able to push some buttons and have a report produced. If you don't have a CRM, client relationship management tool where you store all your data, you're going to do it the old fashioned way, quite possibly with pen and paper. And you're going to look at a list of your clients. Now you've been in business more than five years. Please go back two, three, four years if you really want to be a gold star, I get you've been in business 15 years, maybe, right? And so yeah. you're like, I don't want to go all the way back. Give me two to three years of data. If you've been in business less than five years, I want every year you've been in business. Look at who your clients are and then map out exactly how they heard about you. Now, if you have a CRM and you've been tracking this stuff, this will be really fast. <laughs> if you if don't, you know, yeah. <laughs> this will not be fast. Yes. But here's my promise, right? Here's my promise. I told people, I'm like, this process is not easy. But my promise and my guarantee to you is if you do it and you don't shortcut it, you don't get lazy, you don't cut off a year just because you want to cut off a year, right? Because you're lazy and don't want to do it anymore. Once you do it once, you never have to do it again. Okay? Like once you know who your referral sources are, then you can start tracking every referral that comes into you from this point forward and you'll never have to recreate this exercise. But for some people, and this is way more than you think, they literally have to sit down And they have to look at every client. And sometimes they look at like emails they've got, client folders. Sometimes they can find it in their CRM. Sometimes an assistant's tracking that information. But where they come from? And a lot of people, you'd be surprised, would be like, oh, yeah, that's right, so-and-so. I met them at this networking event. Well, you're going to write down the source. And the source could be they came through Google. They answered one of your direct mail pieces. They actually answered the phone when you cold call. Hallelujah, that never happens, right? They actually, you know, met you at a networking event. They met you at a trade show. Or they were referred. And if they were referred, I want who referred them. You know, it's the person you worked with two jobs ago, right? So once we know where everybody came from, then eliminate everybody that isn't referred by a human being, of course, a referral. 
what you're left with are all of your referral sources and the clients they referred you. Mm, now you like actually that. know who your list of gold is. And it's not the clients, it's the referral sources. The yeah. referral sources are your list of gold. So I tell folks, listen, we have to build an ongoing way to maintain connection to our referral sources if we want to maintain that trust and relationship. But you can't build what I call a referral plan, right, where you're going to do that ongoing connection or outreach or touch points to your referral sources if you don't first know who they are. So it starts with figuring out who are my referral sources. And it is okay to go through this process and be like, oh, crap, I don't have any or I need more. You're like 99% of the people who go through my program then. Most people determine, I want more of these, right? And of course, there's a way to turn people who aren't referring you into referral sources. It's not easy. There's no silver bullet. I can't snap my fingers and make it happen, but it's totally possible. But for the people who actually have a list of referral sources, my question to you is always, when's the last time you took care of those referral sources that are on that list? Yes. Lots of people are surprised by who's on the list, by who's not on the list. And a lot of times they're like, Oh my gosh, I never talked to that person. And they've sent me <laughs> six people in the last six years. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a game changer. Just doing that one exercise is a game changer. I think that's, I mean, I'm sitting back here. I'm, I'm laughing because you talked about, I, it's so important to get organized from the beginning. Um, this is even <laughs> me. Like I started the podcast. I hadn't put together um, all the people who had been on the show and it took me two days this past weekend to do that. And I'm sitting back being like, I wish I did that from the beginning. Um, so I can just imagine businesses that don't track after years and years. I mean, it must be <laughs> insane for them. Yes. And so, you know, it's one of my favorite stories to tell is about, I was mm -hmm. working with a company that, you know, some people go through my program online because that works for their budget and they like to learn that way. And then some want to do it one-on-one -on -one with me. And so that have that VIP option. And I was doing this work um, and with VIPs, I send this whole process I just walked you guys through. I, I sent this to them in advance. And this company has been in business, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And he had been in charge maybe the last 15. And he called me up and he was mad. And, I, and he was so mad. He was like, mm. I can't believe we haven't tracked this stuff. And I was like, I can't believe I'm the first one to tell you. <laughs> and it's like in the back then, it was like probably 2016, 2017. He was like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, and they're a really successful company. And so I was like, I know sometimes we just don't know until someone tells us <laughs> that we need to do it. So it's true. And it's funny, like even through my experience, I'm just talking because I just gone through this. Um, but I value relationships so much. And I, I was sitting back and I was like, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner because although I've been in touch with a lot of these people, a lot of them, you know, I've either said that, you know, we should connect here and I forgot about it. You really need to have those in place. Um, and and it's all about like it sounds like what it is with with your no asking referral system is that it's all about just building relationships. And I think that's the key to any successful business. It is. And I always tell folks, I'm like, 90% of what I'm going to teach you is going to feel like, oh, this is the way we should be doing business. This yeah. is getting back to business basics. This is getting back to the relationships. I do tell people, though, the secret sauce of my program is actually the language I'm going to teach you mm. to use when you're communicating with your referral sources. Because, yes, we're, we want to thank them and acknowledge them and appreciate them for everything they've done. We do want to plant referral seeds so they think about us in a very specific way, but they never we're never asking them and they never feel like we're asking them. We're just 
making it a point, right, to plant some specific referral seeds. So it starts building that kind of subconsciousness of how they think about us. And then, of course, once they start referring us, then we just want to reinforce the habit that they have into, you know, obviously sending us referrals. So I tell folks, I'm like, 90% of everything I'm going to teach you, you're going to be like, makes sense, makes sense. Can't believe I didn't know that. Yep, uh, that sounds good. And then that 10%, maybe it's a little bit more than 10%, but it's going to be that secret sauce. And that's the language piece. And it truly is that piece of what does it look like so that I, so that you think about me from a referral perspective. And it's not what people think. It's not like saying, you know, my business grows by referrals. Like, yeah. no, we are not overly promotional and gimmicky and we don't, we don't offer you incentives and we certainly don't ask you, but there are ways to use language and messaging, right? From that perspective. And I think that's what I tell folks. I'm like, you're going to go through it and you'll be like, this is good. This is simple. I can do this. But what I like to hear my students say is, and I would say what Stacy tells you to say, because it sounds normal. <laughs> And that's really important to me. And that's the one piece I work the hardest on is making sure that, A, we've got results because obviously now we've had hundreds and hundreds of students get yeah. the program, but also that the everyday person would be comfortable saying it because most of the time who's attracted to me and to my program is really those who they're awesome at being the CPA, the attorney, the realtor, the financial advisor, the interior designer. They're awesome at the doing the skill, Yeah. right? They did not get into business to be a salesperson and they did not get into business to be the best one out there. They're like, how can I do sales and it not feel like sales? And so what I teach allows them to feel authentic, but most important, normal when they're doing it. And yet of course have results. And that's super important. And the reason why I love your strategy so much is because it's sustainable long-term. Like I think so many people when they start out, they're like, let's just, you know, push through as many customers as we can. And they get say 10 customers, but you know, three had a, an okay experience. One had a not so great experience and the rest had a great experience. And although you had more great experiences, those ones that you didn't do as good of a job on, they hurt you. Um, and what you're talking about with these referrals, it's like every customer you need to treat so well, um, because long-term that is going to help you. And people have this question. I'm sure you get this two stage of like, what's important building the relationship with the customer or generating sales when it comes to business. And it's, it's, I think the answer is both. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I always tell folks is it's, those pieces of your business that you should understand and have and know how to do without having to stress about them. And so that business development strategy is really important, but so as to what you're speaking about is that client experience. Mm -hmm. But if you're a solopreneur or a very small, like micro small business, it's also making sure you've got processes and systems behind it to support you in doing that. Because we use the excuse of, I didn't write that thank you note because I'm just so busy. Yeah, I didn't do time. step four in the client experience because I'm just so tired because I've been running like a crazy person, right? Like we have to build in those processes and systems. And that's one of the things I think that businesses that survive and that then thrive, they really do, to your point, they look at building these things as they go and then modifying them as obviously necessary. But you're right. That idea of how are you taking care of your clients? I, I actually, when I teach people in my growth by referrals program, when I teach them, I'm actually assuming you're already doing great work. Yeah. Like I have another program called sticky client experiences if you're not, but I'm <laughs> assuming if you're in this program, you're already like doing some level of good work because if you're not, I can't help you. I cannot help you get referrals if you're not actually referable. And so I always tell folks, you've got to be referable. You've got to be worth referring. You've got to be worth putting someone's reputation on the line. And that means if you're referable, then yes, you deserve referrals. But even then, 
you're still not owed them. So you got to do some work for them in maintaining a relationship. But to your point, we don't go anywhere with the referrals until we actually have, you know, a client experience and the work we deliver and the relationships we build with our clients are worth referring. Yeah. Do you find that, and you may not have the answer to this, but like, do you find that the people who aren't worth referring can't admit that they're not worth referring? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> so sometimes, I mean, yeah. most, most definitely a lot of times when people come to me and they're like, Hey, I'm not getting referrals. Right. And I know, okay, there's like a triage here. There's like a, there's like a yeah. few things that could potentially be wrong. The one thing is, is they're not tracking. So they don't remember when they are receiving referrals. And Got if you're you. getting any, that gives me something to work with, right? So in some cases, now I'm taking brand new businesses out of this because this is not a fair comparison for them because they're brand new, right? Yeah. When you're in your first year or so, like it's just, I don't expect you to have referrals, to be mm -hmm. perfectly honest. I expect maybe some family members like taking pity on you and helping <laughs> you out, but I don't expect you to have referrals. And so, you know, sometimes it's because they're not tracking. It's not normally because they're not tracking, but that's the thing we go to first because it makes everybody feel better. Like, oh, I just forgot to track it, but I do have referrals. The, if it's not that, then the next reason someone's not receiving referrals is they have a very choppy client experience and they're not actually referable. Yeah. Right. And that is a very hard message to deliver. Now, I would say some industries are easier to refer than others. Anytime I work with a financial advisor, I always say it's harder to refer you because we have to talk about money yep. right? versus referring interior designer and everybody can ooh and ah over kitchen. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, there's some things we have to kind of keep in mind, but a lot of times when people aren't receiving referrals, I tell folks, hopefully it's because you haven't been tracking and there are some there, right? But more than likely, it's probably because you actually don't have a client experience worth referring. Very rarely is it because you actually just don't know who your referral sources are and you haven't been taking care of them because you don't know who they are if you haven't been tracking. So it kind of goes back to those two main reasons. Maybe you haven't been tracking. Maybe you have received referrals. Go through this process. Let's figure it out, right? Or we, I need to deliver a pretty unhappy message that you're not, that's not going to make you happy, but I'm also not afraid to tell people what they need to hear, which is you're not worth referring. So let's fix that. And then of course we can move on to the next piece. Yeah. I love it. This is super valuable. And Stacy, for people out there who are wanting to learn more in this subject. Maybe they're business owners and they're wanting to learn this process. They have that aha moment in their head of like, I wish that was me. Um, you had mentioned one-on-one -on -one coaching and your online program. Where's the best place for, for them to go? So they can go to stacybrownrandall.com. That is my home base. That's my website. And I would really encourage them just to take a quiz. Just You can find it on the homepage. Great. You can go to stacybrownrandall.com forward slash quiz. It's nine questions that'll tell you where you are from a beginner to a master at actually being able to generate referrals without asking. Amazing. Everyone, that is stacybrownrandall.com forward slash quiz. Be sure you take that quiz before you reach out and do anything else. Um, Stacy, for people out there who want to reach out to you, um, connect with you, whether that be on social media or online, grab a copy of your book. Uh, where's the best place they can do that? So the book is available wherever books are sold. You can also find me with my podcast, Roadmap to Grow Your Business. That's another great place to find me. Oh, or tell them a little bit about that before we jump out yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. So roadmap to grow your business. I spend a lot of time talking about ways to grow your business. We do spend most of our time talking about referrals, but also client experience and some mm -hmm. mindset things as well. So it's called roadmap to grow your business. A new episode drops every Tuesday. Love it. And so definitely would love um, for folks to check that out. And then of course, I would also say 
mentioned the book, obviously generating business referrals without asking, but I do have a free Facebook group. It's got about 1300 people in it and people come because they want to learn some tactics, get some resources, kind of tip their toe into what it looks like to generate referrals without asking um, long before they ever have to consider, do I want to do one of Stacey's paid programs? <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm going to share all these links to make it super simple where you can grab a copy of her book, um, check out her online programs, visit her website, follow her on social media. Now, Stacey, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is I'm going to give you the floor and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today. So for this year, 2019, I set my intention word as press on. So every year I create an intention word. And this year it is press on. And I think it is such a valuable reminder to people who are trying to grow a business, trying to sustain a business, trying to start a business, get a business off the ground, trying to make it to year five, trying to survive to year 10. As I think that sometimes we have to remind ourselves as why we decided that we wanted to start a business. And sometimes we just have to remind ourselves to press on because not everything goes according to plan. And sometimes in the hardest lessons, in the hardest things we go through, the best lessons can be found. So just press on and do the, and, and do the best you can, but get the resources when you know you need some help. Amazing. And as you can see from this interview, everyone, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today pressing on. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Today, we had the chance to speak with the amazing Stacy Brown Randall. Stacy, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and sharing your wisdom here on the show with us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine. Everyone, if you enjoyed today's episode, first of all, be sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you liked. Also, share this out with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.